Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, this is Sue Rose Minahan, and we are on Talk Cosmos, Insightful Conversations, Awaken Soul Girls, and Consciousness. And today is actually the 23rd of July, and I am with Kaleidoscope Visions. We're going to talk about the nodes that just happened this last week, and will really involve great conversation. And we're so glad that you joined. Thank you for subscribing. And now we are ready for Kaleidoscope Visions. Learning about current transits and exploring soul growth cosmic conscious energies applied to natal transit chart readings provided from the audience. This is your Kaleidoscope Visions panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. Hi Amanda, this is like old times, you and I chatting here. Yes, it is. Hi, Sue. Good to be back. It is. I know. I'm so glad we have John because it's been, well, it's summertime and it's just plain busy, I think, for all of us. Yes, definitely. It's busy down here on earth and up in the skies as well. And we're going to talk about some of that busyness, right? It is. We are. Maybe we should get right to those charts. Huh? <laughs> okay. Well, oh, Oh, there we go. I didn't realize that. Okay, very good. Is that the first first slide? No, here we are. Okay. Yes, manifesting destiny. I like I like that title. Yes, revisit manifestation. There we go. Yes, that's what we're doing. You yeah. know, man, manifesting is always a juggle and it's beautiful. Good to have fun with it too, right? Sun is in Leo, thankfully. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to give us a little more um, ability to kind of be creative with this energy and kind of um, have a little bit of fun with it. I yeah. Like so we are talking about the nodes and I have this slide here just to kind of get us started, I guess, because we just left Taurus and Scorpio and now we're in these really relationship signs aren't they aries north node self go forward and libra yes and it's uh, right off the bat when uh, the energies shift into the aries libra nodes 
uh, there's an exact square to Pluto. So we know that this is a, a huge transit, the, this nodal shift. Thank you. That's excellent. And we'll look at that chart. And I suppose since I do have this on the screen and I know that the podcast can't see it, I'll just let them know. The lunar nodes are two points that cross. They're, they're imaginary points, but the orbits between the sun and the moon cross. And it's a 18 and a half month cycle. So this cycle began on the 17th of July and it'll go until... January 11th of 2025. So here's a diagram for those people that can study it and look at it. It's always good to understand how the sky is working, right? Yeah. And did you want to talk a little bit about, before we get to the chart, a little bit about the archetypal energy? Of yeah. Yeah. So we've got the Aries North Node. Uh, Libra South Node. And so this is really about kind of stepping into who you are as an individual and kind of letting go of the relationship dynamics that uh, have been holding you back and maybe where you've been kind of limiting yourself in relationships so that you can really um, let go of that and and kind of fully embrace who you are as your true self. It is a dream. And I say it that way because it's a lot of reprocessing one's values and one's own self-esteem when one is necessarily perhaps in the Libra idea, giving their uh, choices to how the other person wants things, which for a Libra person, it's pretty natural because it, you think in partnership and you want to please the other person and think it's going to work, but you forget that your own needs can be put aside to the point where you, you're just not yourself. You know, it's, it's not exactly. a fun, it's not fun. <laughs> and, and partnership is like, it's a wonderful thing. We all need it. It's, it's not like we're saying mm. don't, partnership is bad, just be yourself. This is more of that balancing act where we're going, we're now moving into a North Node in Aries. So this is about rebalancing and recalibrating that sense of who you are as yourself versus who you are in relationship and making sure that it's in alignment. And so that who, when you show up in relationship, you are showing up as your full whole self. And that does take, I mean, it's Aries. So there's a, there's a bit of courage that's needed here to kind of really stand out on your yes. own. It is. I definitely, I have these nodes and I understand it's taken quite a bit of time. And in, even on some bare little point, if it's brand new, I quake in my shoes, but yet I realize, okay, I'll get over this once I do it once or twice. So lead on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, I think that really speaks to, this energy with the with Pluto connecting to it. Oh, because let's Pluto, look at the chart. All right. Yeah, Pluto is, um, it's about like that deep soul work and mm -hmm. it's all about evolution and that evolution is going to happen regardless. So it's a choice. We have a choice of, are we going to kind of go along with it and, and 
and go with that flow of the evolution or resist it. And that resistance mm -hmm. is where it gets even more painful because it's happening regardless. So if we can kind of get into that space where we step into that, that courage and that bravery needed to just go with the flow. And sometimes it like, you don't know where it's going and you don't know what this evolution process is. Um, and that is really going to, going to serve you well. That reminds me that this is a difference now that Pluto, of course, is retrograde. In the summer here, we have quite a few planets that are retrograde, but it is retrograde in Capricorn. It's going back almost to, I mean, it's going back to 27 and then it's moving forward again to stay in Aquarius. Not Aquarius. Yes, Aquarius. <laughs> Sorry. But what my point is, is that the nodes are no longer in those fixed signs. They're cardinal signs. So hopefully now, even though there is this really, ex they're all cardinal. Capricorn's a cardinal, Earth sign. Libra's a cardinal. Cardinal means action. You want to get motivated. You want to do something. And in partnerships. And then also in Aries, it's like, yeah, that's full steam ahead. What's holding me back? Well, I'm wondering, you know, this or that. But the point is that, it's when it was in the fixed sign that it takes a lot more to shift those gears. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cardinal definitely wants to push forward and move forward. So that is uh, helpful with this process. One other thing to note about this. So Pluto is squaring the nodes and squares always create a bit of tension and necess necessitate action. So in addition to that, um, the sun is also square the nodes and opposing Pluto. And so this really does speak to also kind of us stepping into our, our solar identities and like, how do we best shine in the world? Because the sun is not in that cardinal um, sign. It has shifted into Leo. It's at zero degrees Leo. So sun in its own sign Yes, that's fixed, but I love the the symbolism of that kind of sun in its own sign and that Leo, let's shine as bright as we can. Let's really step into who we are. But this does create like a grand square. So there can be quite a bit of tension. But the point you're bringing up is very good that Leo in its own sign doesn't have to go in any other direction. And that pleases Leo. They are the center, just like the sun radiating out energy and with the rolls around them. But what I'm getting at is that I'm remembering you bringing up play. If it's only your court, your stage, you can play. You can play this. You can play that. You can try it. You don't have to worry about it. You know, there is that possibility of just putting up a scenario and and exploring the ways because it's we know that Pluto for us evolutionary astrology people really wants that soul growth of what's feeding you, not with limitations. So there's so it's just being echoed back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's it's gonna be a very interesting period. And and there's with that Pluto there, it's kind of like what what needs to to really die within yourself so that you can be reborn like the caterpillar <laughs> dying and becoming the butterfly. Yeah. It's like what, and, and if we really step into it, what, what can we transform into? 
And we don't know in the moment, none of us really know what it's going to look like, yeah. but it's just about being in that, having that courage and then and going with that flow of the evolution. There is a trust involved. And I know whenever we talk about Pluto, that's always a factor of yeah. concern. But in this case, there's so much else to the chart, but that's very valuable. I thank you. Did you have anything more you wanted to add or should we go to our guests chart? I think that um, we can definitely go to the guest chart. I do want to definitely touch on the rulers of the nodes. So Whoa, Mars go ahead. ruling. Bring that up. Yeah. yeah so, so what's, what also is interesting about this nodal shift is we've got the rule of the South node is Venus and Venus is retrograde right now. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, not only are we releasing through the South node, but Venus is like in this deep, mm -hmm our Venus, all of our relationship um, tendencies are kind of up for review for us to really go inward and really kind of figure out, okay, what do I want in relationship? What, what are my true values here? And, and how do I like, what do I need to release so that I'm in a more heart centered space with this? Because it is mm -hmm. Venus in Leo and Leo is all about that heart center. So it deepens this process even more to have the ruler of the South node retrograde. And no, I was going to say very pivotal is pivotal. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up this because Venus ruling both Taurus and Libra is value centered. So, of course, and it's heart-centered. I just gave a talk today about the heart center, you know, Ariel Goodman with her Venus star points. And we're heading towards a new Venus star point. The mm. retrograde in in is only every 19 months or year and six months, something like that. So it's a little quicker than Mars, but it's still a long time. So this is pivotal to have one in leo the last one was in 2015 in retrograde because there's that you know the in the eight year cycle it goes retrograde and then four years it goes direct and then it goes back to retrograde but every time it goes in retrograde it re, it and they the transit is actually backwards like the notes as far mm. as our view from Earth is. So in other words, it goes, starts at 30 and then it goes back one or two degrees every eight years. But it takes 100 years. So right now, this is... But I love what you're saying about the retrograde. And another factor, I didn't bring this up earlier. I wanted to. I love this idea that when it's retrograde, you're looking in two directions. You're looking ahead, but you're looking behind. Oh, that's Whereas, a good point. I like that. Yeah. Whereas if we're just going direct, that's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's think, there's mm -hmm. greater like sight lines and, and visibility with the retrograde. You can kind of see see with so much more clarity. And that's part of that retrograde energy where we it gives us the opportunity to kind of reclaim things that we we had blinders on in regards to. Yeah, let's let's reclaim some joy in life. You know, we get so yeah. task oriented. Yeah. But really it's known that play is where everybody learns and yeah, it just and it allows for the flow of things more. So mm -hmm. if we can if we can keep that playful energy, it it it's going to help us step into more of our own evolution. 
and just in small things, just immediately with your own life, because we can get very conscious of, oh my goodness, the rest of the world, but yet they're not in our living room. If we don't let that mind come in, we can momentarily dance to a song or do something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a big believer that like, we're all drops within the ocean. And mm -hmm. so when we step into our own truth, our own energy, that ripples out and can affect others as well. And so this is like how we can on a personal level kind of contribute to what we want to see in society. Progressively. Well, I think we're ready yeah. for Tamara now, yes? Yeah. Okay. So this individual will be joining us after the... After the break? Yes, after the break, I got sidetracked. And what pops, oh, we, we haven't done the by will yes. Okay, we're just looking at the chart. It's an intriguing chart. There's quite a few things right off the bat. I have them labeled with arrows, but in the first house is that transformational Pluto in its own sign with the South Node. So that's very a sensitive um, metamorphic willing soul that is a deep soul I would think yes yeah yeah definitely and this person is definitely not um not um a stranger to kind of plutonic energies and and mm. like you know potentially power struggles or dealing with um with issues around death in their life, um, you know, deep Pluto stuff that comes up. And Pluto in the first house always has like this big energy. There are people that like really command some energy in their space and you can really feel it. It kind of radiates around them. I was reading different notes for another talk. And I remember saying, reading that Pluto is drama. And in some ways, I was recognizing, because we all have our Pluto. Mine happens to be in Leo, so it does like a little drama. <laughs> Leo does. <laughs> like, life without a little bit of, you know, yeah. development. But I thought, oh, I wondered, because I, you know, the different signs do work with concerns. But that's a very powerful for self um, position there. But more than that, in increasingly, not necessarily more, not contrast, but the other signatures would be in the red there, her natal son in partnership Libra is in that activating square, 90 degrees for action with um, big visioned, dream focused, visionary Neptune. Yeah, a lot of sensitivity in this chart. Um, sun in the twelfth house, like exactly squaring that Neptune. Yeah, zero zero, like, both of them. Like incredibly sensitive. Um, a lot of intuition here, and the sun is also conjunct Mercury in the twelfth house, and Mercury rules her Venus and Mars conjunction in the eleventh, and her Venus and Mars rule her nodes as well so a those lot of are interaction yeah very pivotal planets for her 
And I just love that the Venus Mars conjunction. I love seeing that in people because there's such a um, such an alignment between like the yin and the yang and the masculine and feminine principles within someone. Um, and so it's such a nice energy to see out in the world these days. I feel like it's a great representation. And so she's living it and we, we all get to kind of witness it around her. Well, I've realized that with that sun, which is your ego, yourself, how you exhibit yourself, everything funnels through your sun, just like it does in the solar system. And Neptune, that is the furthest in the, well, beside, you know, the, of the trend, Beyond that's a trans-Neptunian, including Pluto. Of so Neptune is looking at both sides, you know, and it and what I'm getting at is that they're cardinal, but they're on the angles. There's zero degree, they're on the equinox and they're on the winter solstice. So those dates trigger that's a strong and dynamic. I would think this person has great um, ability to be some leadership within her her world but when when you speak i just want to say too about mars and venus because i take vibrational astrology and i've learned that that's a visceral it's action because of that mars that wants action you want hands-on like digging in the dirt or growing your own garden was one analogy often so that you can cook with your own herbs you know it's it doesn't want prefab stuff it wants to make the real deal yeah and in virgo is such a it's a very capable energy and so the the mars venus and mars in virgo it's like this is someone who knows how to do things well um virgo is always looking for towards perfection mm. and uh and so there can be like a, it's a big helper energy, Virgo. So kind of a desire to really kind of help others and potentially in, oh, yes. in your relationships. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that shows up for, for Tamara. And yeah, service, especially too, because we're in the 11th house and the 11th so closely aligns with like community and like higher ideals. And so, and also that sun square Neptune, Neptune is also about ideals. And so there can be, um, maybe there may have been like a, a, a learning pattern around like disappointment that things are not living up to certain ideals. Well, it's always you true. Know? Anytime you have strong Neptunian or Piscean, yeah. it is a matter of get things on pedestals. It's the realistic because it there's no boundaries and you dream and that's things don't happen unless you dream. So it is a... Yeah. It, experience to live with and understand yeah, absolutely and also the virgo individual which for folks the archetype is is capable they are it's a capable that's how i was taught a capable sign so they're asked to do this person is probably asked what with that moon also in capricorn that strategizes and is able to organize and lead so is there room for this Libra soul? <laughs> we should, I think, let's look at the bywheel. Can we do that? Let's do it. Okay. Here, this is what we've been waiting to mention. <laughs> that big red arrow. 
Yes, the Mars return. Today. Right? Today, yes. And it's, it's so it's just perfect timing that, that Tamara is able to, to join us. And Mars is that ruler of the North Node, the transit of the North point. Node. That's right. And, and yeah, and, and Mars is also the, the driver, the conscious driver um, of Pluto. So whereas mm. Pluto is working on like deep unconscious levels and we don't fully understand how it's working, Mars is consciously activating and moving us towards where we need to go. So it is Mars, action. It is yeah, action. Yeah. And with and, a cause and a defense. You know, if I yeah. Know. And so, so Tamara having a Mars return right now with this, this nodal shift and with Pluto square the nodes, it's like, it's quite powerful. Yeah, and when I, whenever I see a, a Mars return, I always want to ask the person, um, like, where are you giving your energy? Because this is, mm. this is a time to kind of rethink, like, it, are there places where you're, um, your energy is being drained, um, where you kind of need to shift into a different way of thinking or being. And uh, because of that, the capability of, of Mars, it's, I'm, I'm sure Tamara's asked to do a lot. Yes, absolutely. And, and are there areas where, because it's Virgo, are you, are there areas where you're trying to be a little bit too perfect or taking on too much? So this is all up for review during this cycle for her. Oh, absolutely. And it goes along with perfect timing with the ascendant besides her, her, her ego um, son, you know, which is your ego of being, but how you manifest in the world is also in Libra meaning that along with the yeah the well the current south node which means it's a natural time and especially with that uh, tension with pluto wanting to transform is really a matter of putting where are the priorities and they could be on as we had mentioned how to be of service and fixing or else it could be also, I just lost the thought there. Darn it! Well, and and being of service also doesn't doesn't have to mean fixing things too. You know, sometimes being of service. Well, I joined just, them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes being of service is just being kind of a witness to others, and and just allowing them to be on their process. I know sometimes with Virgo energy. Um, because it's got that earthiness, it's very like earth-based, like let's make physical progress forward. Um, grounded, you know, grounded. Grounded, yeah. Let's really like shovel some dirt and, and move Put things. aside some emotions and get to work because yeah. there's work to be done. Yeah. yeah, and so there is like that, there can mm -hmm. be like that fixing energy to it. Um, and sometimes it's it's helpful just to step back from that a little bit and allow people to just be in their own process with things well it's it's a very strong timing we also were going to bring up that in october she's going to have a her venus of her desires of what is beautiful what makes my life lovely and and we think of those things as trite but really that gives that bottom line energy to 
to Leo. And of course, let's see, the Venus star point will be in her 10th house. Because it, it goes back. Well, I think it's really interesting that um, this Venus retrograde is hitting right before she has a Venus return. So it doesn't, mm. you know, it doesn't quite happen yet. And so there's a, there's a piece here for her to really kind of dig in and, and, and look at those relationship values and what does feel kind of yummy to her in life and, and how, like, how can you feel like really more heart centered? Because how we feel in life does, uh, it does like transfer out into the world and it's in, and then Venus is the great attractor. So it's like how we feel is how we then attract vibrationally others yes. to us. So it is important. It's totally important. Yep. Well, it'll be good with that 11th house. I remember from our notes before that you'd brought up the idea of hopes and dreams. So that could be like a cue to find out. I think we'll take our break, if that's okay, in our timing, and then we'll have a brief moment, and then we'll bring Tamara on. So thank you, everybody. This is Kaleidoscope Visions with Sue and Amanda Pierce, and we are talking manifestation. The nodes of change, Pluto's in action, and we'll be back. We'll be glad to have you, too. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the Lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at AngelicClarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's an encore presentation. Tune in to hear our last healing show with Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Linda Rasmussen in the studio. Together, they help listeners and their animal friends with emotional, behavioral, and physical issues, and you can get a circuit healing just by following along with the instructions. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. 
That's so much fun. Well, goody, here we are. Let me ask you right off the bat before we bring in Tamara. Amanda, what might you be having coming up that we can let our audience know? Yeah, so I'm putting together a meditation class um, sometime in September. And so this would be a four-week series. And it's very experiential. So you're, you'd spend a month in some uh, in meditative energies. And it can be quite transformative. So if anyone's interested, please reach out. Very good. And your, oh, there's your email. Excellent. Amanda Moon Astrology at Gmail for those podcast folk that are listening at different times. And myself, I gave a speech today with OPA, the Organization of Professional Astrology, that for all members is available because there's a $60 membership and everybody gets these 15 programs a year from all these a huge dynamic myriad of individuals. And today was quite an audience. They came from Sweden and oh, all kinds of places. But it is about the United States Scorpio Venus star point return in 2026. And you can buy it also for $15. And I at the end of this, well, you can either go to OPA and find it or go to my, I think I'll have it on my YouTube. Uh, not YouTube, on my website. That's right. Or else it will be in the, at the very end of the program on the slides. And the other thing is next week we have Astro Jam. We're going to have two teams this time, which is going to be a little fun and different. And the following week we have Adam Gainsburg with Planet Buzz and Dr. Tad about Venus retrograde, talking more about it. So we hopefully have, we have quite a few about, uh, we had one with Kay, no, uh, with that, anyway, check the site. There's lots about Venus retrograde. I think we better get started with our show now. And yes, Tamara can have her uh, picture on, no problem. I got sidetracked, I saw that message. Hi, Tamara. Hi. Hey, there you are. Great. I'm here. Hi, welcome. So glad to see you here. Thank you. Thank you. And is it pronounced Tamara? You got it. Okay. Oh, Tamara. Excellent. Okay. Very good. Tamara. I like that. So what's your feedback? What did you think about different points? And then if you have questions, then we can talk a little bit deeper. Yeah. I'm sitting here like whenever I get my chart read, I just feel so, so honored. It's such like a special thing. And so to, to hear you ladies talking about so many aspects of who I am, so on point with, um, with many aspects of that, like the, the Neptune playing a big part in my life and my son both being on those zero degree, one degree points that are so pivotal. Um, it, it's right on, but then being um, like the Virgo capability, the competency, like I've really nailed it down and drilled it down to like competency is one of my number one values. <laughs> I love that. I understand. It's really important to me like that not only like, yeah, my own competency, obviously, like that Virgo self kind of perfectionism, but then also that people who I'm partnered with, um, that's so important. And yet it's, it's the garden and the herbs and the earth-based. You, you were saying like not wanting prefabbed stuff. 
I make my own deodorant, I make my own salt, <laughs> I make my own, you know, every everything that really touches my skin or that I ingest is like something that I want to be made from something I've grown. Mm. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I just was laughing and it. crying. Next, and was just like it's just so on point. Um, and yeah, I think right now it's pretty hilarious the sun being on my MC being here, <laughs> and that if there was um, any feedback as far as like my Mars return goes, I'm actually in court right now, uh, mm. advocating for my rights as a mother to have a voice for my child's education and what we um, are able to to do as far as the freedom to educate him in the way that I, I desire to homeschool. And that is not something that is really recognized by the courts and his father. And so there, there actually is this kind of incredible thing happening where this Mars return, I'm back in court, but the initial part of this all happened at my last Mars return, which was in August of 2021. Oh, wow. And so it's like the chart for this Mars return is the same as 2021, but there's a few more helpers in there. And that was when Pluto was starting to get onto my moon, like really in the way that I mother and the way that I can advocate for like agency in that mothering. And now Pluto's already went over my moon. We'll never get exact on my moon again. But my questioning would be like, what do you see as the, like, because Pluto is heading back to 27 degrees. Um, you know, I know when a planet retrogrades, usually you get the first part of the story, the first time. And then there's some hopefully redemption or retribution the second time that, so Pluto will be coming back and then we'll finally leave. So just would love to hear your ladies' thoughts on on that next hit of Pluto very close to my moon. Well, thank you for sharing. Yes. Yeah. I, well, and I, and I just wanted to say also, I love the how Mars is showing up as like the guardian energy and kind of protecting the 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 space because that is one of the functions of Mars as well. And so, kind of stepping into that, like this is this court case is kind of like a, um, a a new shift or coming out of this Mars energy and like really shining at full force. So I love that for you. And I was looking at that Pluto coming, like coming back and almost hitting your moon again. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like within like 10, 15 degrees or 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I still think that it's going to be quite impactful at that, at that oh, range. Shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the last, it's almost like the, it's kind of like a condensing of a retrograde and a coming back over all in at all at once. And so it's just going to be sitting there and because it's going to be um, retrograding back and then sitting stationary and then moving forward, it's going to be sitting there for a little bit. So it's this kind of more condensed, crystallized energy. And I think you're going to go through that that final piece of the the Pluto energy, where you kind of have the the bigger awareness and kind of the deeper transformation, where you can kind of shift and move forward. What I see, and I'm struggling just to remember the name because I love to use a name and I get mixed. That's what's uh, Tamara, right? Did I say it right? Yeah, Tamara. T 
Tamara, 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 yeah. right. okay, Tamara, and I, okay, we won't go there anymore. I mean, as far as why, but I see such strength in a myriad of ways. As I was listening, it's it is almost like a horary chart, as you say, the power of Mars connecting the Sun at the MC. I mean, exactly at the MC as we talk, that empowerment. And I'm also looking at if it is a so close to the moon in Capricorn, we have to look at Saturn. And Saturn last year was not in Pisces. You know, that's only been as of March. And so, and of course it does relate, you know, a derivative. It goes back to either um, Jupiter or or Neptune, but I would say that it, because it, it because it is the unknown. Just looking at the the big vision, the big the big picture of things and and heart and soul, which you know Neptune involves. There's other subtleties here to look at clues. For instance, you're having a Venus return coming up in October and there will be so perhaps I don't know what the compromise would be if there was I mean there's always because you do have a lot of scorpionics it's not an easy subject I mean you've handled it well telling us but it is deep I understand I have had transits over moons and it's there's big choices big revelations that one makes out of understanding somehow what the path needs. But I'm, I happen to have put up for this other talk the, the nodes of Venus and that little N up there in the 10th house in your chart is at 20, that's the north node of Venus and it's at 20 degrees Leo. And the Mercury just went over it I, that's food for thought, how that would go. But looking at Saturn, I think that's a big clue because of that moon. And we know that the rulers are, are getting together. You're having this amazing synchronized returns that usually are two years and a year and a half apart, but that's because natally they're so close. So it is happening. But with that said, that doesn't happen in Virgo all the time. I mean, you know, of course, it's not happening in Virgo. This is one of the few times that Venus is retrograding in only in Leo and not in Virgo and then going back to Leo. Usually it goes in Leo and it goes back to, it goes in Virgo and then it goes back to Leo. So, Amanda, did, to eat, I'll give it up with that. Well, yeah. Yeah, so just like thinking about the the Venus retrograde period, and I love it's going to go over that north node, your north node of Venus as well. So even like deeper transformation, and it's it's interesting how it's going back into the tenth house and will be there. Will it be there while this court case is still ongoing, or are you hoping that the court case will be done by then? It could go either way right now. We will have an appearance and all I'm trying to do is get my son moved closer to my new home for school. Mm. So 
So there's a chance that it could go really uh, agreeable and like that's where all my prayers and thoughts and hopes yeah. go. To. There's a chance it could settle out of court. Like I've made that very apparent that it's open on the table to just talk about it. But on the other side, it could go down like a very darker road. And, and I feel like I've already had the transformation depth of Pluto on the moon. Like we, I just became a homeowner, um, which is also very fourth house, right? But it's like becoming this homeowner and trying to establish a lot of um, stability that maybe with all that Scorpio energy, I haven't had as much in past. Mm. And so I, I do hope for like the most Venus agreeable, equitable outcome that could happen. Yeah. Before that Venus return even occurs. Yeah. Starting some sort of new journey by then. Um, yeah. Well, well, one thing I would look at is um, just because Venus is such a, a manifestation planet um, and because we're like, all of us, we're deepening our journey with Venus and kind of re-looking at things, maybe looking at areas where, uh, where you do attract things that are unwanted in your life and like, what, what is causing that? And where can I kind of clean up some stuff, even some, some negative thinking patterns that, that may be coming up that, you know, that are attracting in some of the bad stuff. Um, and especially also with the Pluto coming back to the moon, whenever I see like a, 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 a moon in Capricorn, I always think of someone who had to kind of grow up early and, and quickly, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it's, there isn't like that um, ideal nurturing environment when you grow up with the moon in Capricorn. And so that Pluto coming back, like it, it sounds like you've been through quite a roller coaster where you've had to be very capable and kind of on it and even just moving and, and buying a house, like that's amazing. And now yeah. there's this period where um, we're coming into potentially finding that space where you can even deepen the nurturing even more within yourself and for yourself. And so I like that Pluto coming to the moon for that and the Venus retrograde as well, because Venus is such that feminine principle and that, that nurturing yin energy. So yeah, I am. Yeah. Go ahead. Sue. You, and I want to hear you talk also on Tamara, but some feedback to help us guide here, but, but you know, there's, I keep going back to, there's a lot of differences bef between before, because not only are the nodes in these signs are looking for Pluto is not part of that picture. It's Mars and, and Venus by themselves. And you're having a lot of powerful action with those two. With that said, Pluto is still working singularly with it but the fact that the nodes are different that saturn saturn's in the fifth house and i would suppose that some uh, uh essential like have you thought about what is essentially thinking of our vibrational 
astrology, when it is essential to the core in the fifth. And your first child is in the fifth. So that represents in horary the, the child. And it's ruled by Aquarius. But here, and it, it, it have, does that make sense? Or? It does, it does. And yeah, there's been a lot of um, choices where for maybe a lot of my life, being a bit of a freedom seeker at my roots, I didn't want to settle down, mm -hmm. right? And North Node and Taurus, like I was like, the last thing I want to do is be the stable, boring one. <laughs> and this oh, whole yeah. situation um, has required that I change like from a very internal point of what, when I say the word boring, like what does that mean? It actually means like really rooting in and knowing what to expect every day and knowing for my son, like what he can expect so that we're not moving all the time or we're not traveling here and there. And a lot of those themes came up in the court case. Um, they were like magnified and really used in more of a negative light towards mm -hmm. me where, where it was amplified in a Plutonian way, in a big, big way. But but there was a healthy level for me of self-responsibility where Saturn in the fifth, it's like asking for the structure, like set up the structure for our lives. And so now we live in a small town. <laughs> we live what others might perceive as a boring life, but it is so magical to me. It is yeah. like going to our garden every day, going to the lake every day, um, being you know home and having beautiful sleep having routine, having structure, having stability has all been really changed in the last two years since we were in court last. So uh, I think that is Saturn, like boiling it down to the essentials, like what is needed for our lives. Um, and my son is a Virgo rising. So it does really require that there is routine and stability. Oh, and yes. <laughs> so while it goes against maybe my, my instincts, um, it's been very transformative. I applaud you really, Tamara, because I just feel that these changes, that's what love does. It's true. We we recognize what what's the choices and 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 it is true too. I know I'm a person with a lot of air and I had to learn that being grounded was a gift. Instead <laughs> mm -hmm. of just spinning around. So I identify much. Yeah. And, and I love that, like you went with the flow of the, the evolution and the transformation that was happening on your IC. Cause the IC is like the rooting and the grounding of you, of who you are um, within yourself and your foundation. So that's beautiful. And there's something also about like, rooting and grounding and, and deepening into the earth, which helps us kind of root and ground deeper within ourselves and like go even deeper within our own knowingness of ourselves, you know? And so I, I love that too, for yeah. your moon. I'm noticing, well, the asteroids, Vesta, right on approaching your Chiron, that's the hearth. And it seems like that's, and it's eighth house. It's very strong that you're, this home is giving you such healing energy. So regardless of how, you know, in some ways, I mean, would imagine that 
it I hope works as you go but regardless it's but it, all by itself it's such a and that's very powerful strong uh, energy and I'm wondering about work like with Mars activity you know the networking situation is very good but of course that's but I am thinking with the sun in a there is that the boundary situation where even if you did have boundaries you might acquiesce to other people's needs so how does all this play out with your um, your work and your 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 dreams and your yeah well and so i uh do astrology readings and workshops and like prior to now I worked in the nonprofit industry and advocated for women empowerment. So I was the ED of a charity that worked um, globally for uh, Nepalese women and Canadian women who were in positions of, you know, oppression. And then I went through after COVID, I, I left that line of work because of funding problems during, you know, the biggest time of our lives and started my own astrology and yoga. And mm. I also work as a death doula, which is very much like my Plutonian Scorpion work. Yes. yes. And, and also I work with like marrying people. So walking them through the threshold of dying to their single life and moving into partnership and merging, which has all been helped by my North Node, you know, and where, where it is. And as I have all of these... Um, interests and this work i'm self-employed and in again in the court system they look at that like i'm not gonna lie it was kind of like a modern day witch trial like it was like she's not following the rules of society she's not following like that nine to five rule and so it was very much used against me in some ways um but i just started like i vend at the the small town farmers market here I, my income is starting to really pick up and I think I am in, in a way, like really for the first time noticing like the, the empowerment in my own life by following a spirit led life and still having it support me financially. That's amazing. Which I love is, it. It's the biggest financial um, empowerment piece. So now what I used to maybe work with, with women, I'm actually like living through it right now. And I recognize at some point. I probably will help others who are going through legal battles, right? But I also, this is like my my usual thing is like, I want to go to the future and be like, oh, I'm going to use this to help others. Right now, I just have to like be in it, be in my own thing. Yes. So you can, so you can be the way shower. So, wow. What an amazing gift. Such strength, such courage and conviction. I mean, really, Tamara, you're thank you for coming on board here and it has to be just we don't know but looking at all these signs we could say of the the mars return the sun at the top the etc cetera, etc cetera, about this and and the reconstruction that you're doing with the saturn and for the child i would hope the best for you that it it does soon yeah going yeah thank you for sharing your story thank you thank you yeah okay well thank you everybody and we'll be again returning on the fourth week so thank you 
for listening and we wish you the best this summer through all of it. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.